At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why did my face in Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Christmas time, one of the things that I love about Christmas time <laughs> is Netflix original Christmas rom-coms. They're just, yeah. they're the right level of trash almost every single year. And there was two that dropped two pretty early into November. Yeah. And you picked this one of yes. the two because of your love of one Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> yeah, so um, I had just discovered that this was coming out um, around the time I was coming back from Florida. And I had just engrossed myself with, like, the Star Wars of it all. And uh, Freddie Prince uh, plays a very large role in Star Wars Rebels. So, like, I was used to hearing Freddie Prince. And I was like, all right, fuck it. This is the one I pick. The other one is starring uh, Lindsay Lohan. And by the time you're hearing this, I can guarantee you we have watched it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. But we started with this one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why when you're like, hey, let's do the Freddie Prince one, I'm like, I don't care. I know I'm going to watch both yeah, of exactly. them. So, like, whatever. Exactly. Can I just um, say, um, while watching this, I had much stronger feelings before we watched the other thing that yeah. <laughs> we ended up yeah. talking no, about. No, and this is... This <laughs> I was is, very indifferent to this by, the, by at this point. Yeah, well, and I'm very, like, w while watching this particular one... Every year I like rewatch the Christmas Prince trilogy and like the Christmas yeah. Switch trilogy because they're just like that right level of so dumb that it's almost delightful. Yeah. And this was more of a like, God, we've seen this fucking movie a thousand times already. Yeah. And that was my problem with it. Like 
my first note was like, oh, it's one of those aging pop stars feels old movies where the young interviewer asks the mean spirited questions that an interviewer would never ask <laughs> when they're interviewing <laughs> yeah. a pop star so that they feel out of touch. But this is the new one because it's Christmas time. And I then could- I did incorrectly predict. I wrote down, okay, I'm six minutes in. I'm willing to bet Freddie Prince and his daughter write a great song that the pop star steals. Only half true. <laughs> Only half true there. But I was just that like, okay. That would a fun I've, turn. Yeah, I'm like, I've seen this a thousand times. Like, yeah. And I think I texted you at one point because there is an hour into this movie, something happens where you're like, oh, this is clearly the emotional yeah, end of the movie. Yeah. And then you look and you're like, oh, there's 25 more minutes where yeah. we have to very quickly create a conflict that we resolve. <laughs> All of it in a matter of seconds, just yeah. to buy out more time to fill the ninety minute Dude, I requirement. Told you, I was, I we're sitting there, and I, I hit the controller. I was like, all right, this thing's almost over. I was only seventeen minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, the other, so so the plot line is this pop star, very much like a Jennifer Lopez type yeah. like spanish rock or spanish pop star that like crosses over into mainstream media blows up is like huge star but now she's in her 40s and she's starting to fade out she maybe hasn't had a massive hit for a little bit she's still in the public eye similar to like jennifer lopez maybe hasn't had a number 10 like a top 10 yeah. banger in a while but people know who jennifer lopez she's is. not hurting yeah like that's what i don't understand is like this movie she acts like she's hurting yeah she's definitely not you are not hurting (laughs) she's she's acting the way that the movie is written is that it a wants us to believe that this is a pop star who's had countless hits but also wants us to see her as a one-hit wonder that no one remembers yeah like simultaneously because which would work if Everywhere she go, she went. People weren't like, "Oh my God, it's Angelina!" Yeah. Like, like if if people weren't treating well, if they her only like brought she up was the legend, same one song, yeah, yeah. like you or know, the what I mean? one like, album. It was the one album, her first album that they kept talking about, and she's like, "Well, well, I've released this since then." And I'm see, really confused with what the message is supposed to be there. There there really hasn't this movie is bizarre in its ability to not have a message. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I'm sitting there like, so is the message to like move on from from your past? Because they talk about that for a while and and then they're like, Well, this was better than what you put out recently. And and th- but this had your heart into it. And I'm like, so is the message to to get back to your past? What the fuck's going on? Well, and so, we haven't even met Freddie Prince Jr. yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. So the last... I want to read the last note that I wrote because I yeah. feel like it sets a tone for this. my issue with this whole movie. As I said, when I watched Jane the Virgin, Coco, and Encanto, I really felt like I learned so much about the traditions within this culture. But after this movie, I feel like I've forgotten all of it. Like, yeah. it's just like... <laughs> it's like it feels like... When you watch Jane the Virgin, when you watch Coco, when you watch Encanto, like yeah. you can tell the ethnicities behind the people writing it and they're pulling from their real life and they're pulling from yeah. like these things that are so important to them. And I don't know anything about the people who wrote this. So my no. apologies no. with this statement. Yeah. But this feels like Netflix hired a white writer to write a Christmas Dude, special what did for I text you. And I yeah. felt bad about it. I was like, so I I don't know anything about Freddie Prince's past. So I wanted to like confirm before I sent it to you because I'm like it's 2022, they would never cast like like 
white just like a washing. white guy. Yeah, yeah they yeah, wouldn't yeah, whitewash. Like whitewashing is is kind of a, a thing of the past. Good. Like we're 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 keeping an eye on on who we cast, and and it should we should be representative. So I needed to look it up first, and I saw that. Uh, uh, Freddie Prince is, is of Puerto Rican heritage. Yeah, uh, his his dad was his, the was yep. the comedian Freddie Prince. Yeah, exactly. So when I te- <laughs> what I texted Matt was Freddie Prince Jr. is the first time I've ever seen someone who is of Hispanic descent look like a white person playing someone of Hispanic <laughs> yeah, descent. And and Teddy looked at me and goes, I don't know if he's supposed to be Hispanic in this. And I looked at her and said, his name's Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not, it's, and, and this is, here's the thing. It's like weirdly bad casting, but at the yeah. same time, it's like Freddie Prince is so good in this. Like yeah. he's not a bad it's actor. So in this. weird. And it's, the, I think the thing is, so, is like the casting almost Prince. across the board <laughs> is really good. Like the girl yeah. who plays Angelina, gorgeous like there's not a second where i'm not like yes this looks like someone who was a pop star and like is is hitting like her late 30s early 40s where they're trying to age her out a little bit there are so many points there's points that work so well to me and then there are points that just fucking tank i just Um, feel like this this movie was so (laughs) i I, it's so hard i'm like because it takes moments where it's like a late '90s Disney Channel movie, like the Kinsey like scenes. Yeah, absolutely wild. Like, the, I again, if this is part of Hispanic heritage, like I, I re, there's got to be something to it. There has to be because like it feels like a parody. I've, I've heard of choreographers. Yeah, like I've heard of the like Quinceanero. I know that that is yes. a thing. That is a thing. Yes, but having like a full-blown like like you got served dance battle (laughs) yeah like i'm like i don't know if that happens in these um there's so i wrote down the following three jokes and i and i feel like they represent all of the best and worst of this movie combined so the so the one as i just wrote i love the line you won't even have to be in the video, which is code for Freddie Prince Jr. did not learn how to play a guitar for this role. 100%. Uh, um, then I wrote the line, I have no clue how your Tia's will react to this, and it's just a jump cut to them screaming and grabbing at their yeah. chest. Hilarious. Like, that is, like, what the whole tone of this movie should be. Yeah. But instead, we get these awkward jokes, like when she hangs up on Billion Dollar Barry, and then for just... Five seconds, it cuts back to Billion Dollar Barry alone in a recording studio, just going like, nobody hangs up on Billion Dollar Barry. I hang up on people. And then just cut back to the scene. I'm like, that line does not need to be here at all. It feels so awkward. It feels like it was a one-take line. Like, I don't know. It just... And it's not even like, oh, that's a bad line. Like, that's a line that, like, I feel like Puff Daddy could have said in Get Him to the Greek. Greek. But it's like the way it's shot and the way it's delivered, it just feels like stilted and awkward. Um, But then also it's very lovingly nails the beats of like the absurdity of the telenovelas. Like the very beginning when he goes to check on his mom and she's asleep on the couch and like you see the telenovela on TV and he's like leaping out of the casket. She's like, 
He's like, can I shut this off? She's like, no, Ricky just found out that he's still alive. (laughs) Dude, it reminded me of, do you remember in 30 Rock when Alec Baldwin's character was dating Salma Hayek? Yes, yes. And Salma Hayek's mom watches the telenovela that has uh, an actor that is, it's basically being played by Alec Baldwin. And that's why her mom hates him. (laughs) Like, that's what this reminded me of, especially when the the actor actually shows up at the house. Actually shows up and he's kind of a douchebag. The only other note that I wrote down was, remember when this movie was one of the plots in Let It Snow, but it was charming and way more believable? (laughs) (laughs) Very much so, man. This was was a strange watch. I I almost wish it was worse because it was kind of boring like it's it forgettable just, and boring yeah. and and that's i guess that's the thing is like i've watched enough of these netflix christmas movies that like i get the beats i get the plot points that we're gonna hit right it's like yeah. single dad cute daughter um and then single woman reconnect some weird thing brings them together be it like journalists pretending to be made so that she can get an interview with the christmas prince yeah. or like identical twins like swapping spots like there's always this setup of like single parent and you know gorgeous woman and something brings them together and like cute daughter is like folk like the main focus point on like making that connection happen every single time always always the case it's a it's a perfect format but like this wasn't this wasn't good enough for a rewatch and yeah. it also wasn't ridiculous enough for yeah. a rewatch like I, for, I i was sitting there i was like i hope this goes the uh, last christmas route and he's dead or like yes. something i was like i hope there's some form of like weird off the wall trick because like the the plot line itself is really strange like angelina's just like types in her own name on instagram um, which I'm sure celebrities do all the time. I mean, yeah. people do it all the time. Just looking for and hashtags. She probably did hashtag Angelina exactly. Saul. Yep. Like found this, found them, their house. Proceeded to like stay there for multiple days. Oh, listen! Don't it's even get me started. Weird. <laughs> don't even get me started on the unnecessary exposition that the daughter drops yeah. at the end. And then what drives me even more insane is that there's no cuts in that. She finishes None. singing and tells the story of her mom, but then when yeah. Angelina shows up and knows about the dead mom, Freddie Prince gives her a look, and she's like, I added an extra part after we filmed. And it's like, no, you fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah. literally no cut. It's a single take. There's Unless your dad finished playing the guitar and then immediately was like, job here's done and packed up and left the room (laughs) like like he was there he saw what was happening he saw the conversation and then there was part of me that was like oh this is really cool because in my mind what i thought would happen because maybe i am sometimes a better writer than the people who write these movies was that this was going to be like an all-in-one night they're trapped in this snowstorm and like they're getting to know each other and during that time they like write this great song together and it's like i was thinking like oh this is kind of like music and lyrics which is like a rom-com that i love yeah that is super underrated and everyone should see it like music and lyrics hugh grant drew barrymore it's great the songs are great it's beautiful but then it just like gets into all this bullshit and it's like <laughs> SNL has decided to suddenly change their musical guest a night before the show yeah. like when in the fucking history of the world has that ever happened short of like a giant like 
oopsie that that yeah. celebrity did where it's just like, oh, we like this song better. So we're cutting the person that we've been promoting for weeks in, also, in exchange for you to play this song that no one has heard outside of that no. live audience no. that you played it for. I also just like, want to say that to my future child, I apologize. I'm going to go play on SNL. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I would yep. look at my kid and be like, this could be life changing yeah. for us. Like I, I understand like this is a big moment in, in traditional lives, but I get to go play on SNL. Well, here's the <laughs> no, I'm gonna say the the opposite of that. Yeah. Because everyone's just like, oh, and that piano player. When in the history of you watching pop stars perform has anyone been like, oh, but yeah. boy, that that backup yeah. musician really slayed up there. Like He's got a co-writing credit on that song. If it blows up, it doesn't fucking matter if he was playing the piano live on SNL. Like he's got the songwriting residuals coming in. So that's going to be life-changing for them no yeah, matter what write. the case you is. Write. But what's more infuriating is like the decision isn't even, "Oh, I can't go on SNL because it's my daughter's like life-changing traditional event." It's yeah. like I can't go on SNL because you only want me to go as a piano player. But if you wanted me to go as your boyfriend who happens to play piano, then he'd have no problem dipping out on the daughter to go. Like that's the implication yeah. from yeah. the from the scene. So it's like don't even play like the good dad thing. Like this is like yeah. heartbroken dad scenario. And it's just like oh god, the cheapness of the the SNL the backstage. backstage. I was like, just what a red the curtain. Fuck? It's just a red curtain. I was like, what the fuck is happening? You really couldn't even get like one red curtain. Yeah, the, you couldn't even get like one B list SNL cast member to just like show up and be like, hey, love the new song. You literally just produced the show with Mikey Day. Like you couldn't get Mikey yeah. Day to just like pop in for a quick second for a one second cameo. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! I will continue to watch Night Before Christmas every single year because it is an absurd movie in which Vanessa Hudson's 
falls in love with a knight who time traveled to modern day Christmas. Yeah. Like, this doesn't have that. This is no. just like a bland rom-com that didn't even need to take place at Christmas. The fact that they're writing a Christmas song is so inconsequential to every plot beat that hits. And also, like, it's kind of weird that her, her like, Kinsanero is... Am I saying that right? Am I saying, like, the completely wrong thing? Because I get nervous. I think they were but... calling it... Weren't they just calling it a Kinsay? Okay, the Kinsay. Like, I don't like, know if it's the same thing. And again, like, apologies. But um, I feel like it's we weird know. that you... Would you be... Ha- I don't... Uh, please, anybody who has a better understanding of this, because, like, I am... Admitting Dude, she that she shows up and takes over, like she well, she takes <laughs> over, but also ends. like the the implication is that her kinsei is like right before Christmas or on yeah. Christmas because they're like, oh, we want to have you on the Chris the SNL to perform your Christmas song, and yeah. that wouldn't be in like the middle of November. That would be like whatever yeah. the Saturday before Christmas is that they would do. It's just a lot of it. A lot of it's like it's not even worth getting angry about. It's just no. like frustrating. It's like, this and is that was so thing, lazy. Like, like when this was done, I was like, fuck man, that was really exhausting. Yeah. Like I finished, I watched this before we watched the Santa Clauses, like, r- like back to back. I watched this. And then the next day I watched the Santa Clauses and this, w- this felt exhausting until I watched that. Yeah. And, and then I like realized like, okay, this was really just, a thing like it was just there and i think i i need my netflix or hallmark movies like this to stand out like i feel like um my (laughs) my favorite like of the hallmark ones are just goofy ones like i love very merry mix-up that is hands down my favorite one no these are those Um, are the ones that are the best this one is just there and it's did you really ever, weird did you ever watch it maybe we'll do an episode in the future maybe it'll be one of our february like christmas rom-com episodes yeah on disney plus there's snow globe which i don't know if that was i didn't Dis- watch it but i but i did see but like you know exists. what the premise is? it's like literally this no. this girl who's unhappy with her life in new york keeps getting transported inside the little christmas village in her snow globe and like oh, falling in love with the the people in that town yeah and it's like you know what? This is dumb, but it's like it's magical, it's bizarre, yeah. it's different. Like you could only really do it at Christmas time. Like it like this just it really felt like someone wrote a rom-com. They weren't sure if they could sell it and then Netflix was like, "Yo, if you can take put it at Christmas time, we can make it one of our Christmas like one of our Christmas originals." And they're like, "Sure." And just made like whatever small additions yeah. they needed to cuz it's so inconsequential to the rest of the movie that it's a christmas song at christmas time it's not barely even a christmas song it's yeah just it's home is where the heart is that's like (laughs) cool i say that all year round (laughs) i just feel like for these netflix or uh christmas hallmark movies to to touch me like i i need it to be dumb fun and i do enjoy dumb fun i don't I don't want to sit there and be like, I would never like a Hallmark Christmas movie. That shit is awful. Um, Fuck Marvel films. I'm Scorsese. But like, also, this was just stupid. Like, (laughs) Like, there's a big difference between dumb fun and stupid. And I felt like this really kind of crossed that line into stupidity. Like, it, it didn't make sense in in a way and it just it was really boring and i think i like bad movies better than boring ones no that's i felt so 
long and it was only an hour and a half. Uh, I, I always quote this, but uh, Jay Tro, Jason Trost, who made yeah. the FP movies, I always remember talking to him on Horror Movie Night, and he said, I'd rather make the worst movie you've ever seen than the movie you forgot that you had watched. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, there is a truth to that. Um, but you know what, Dylan? Merry Christmas with you, buddy. <laughs> Merry Christmas with you, dude. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on you. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 